and welcome to Almighty Pod. You're joining us for episode number 10. We're into double figures this week. My name's Tom and I'm joined as I am every week by Mr. Christopher Wright. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Tom? Yeah, very good. Thank you. And Mr. Sam Taylor joins us as well. How are you? Are you well? I'm very well. How are you, Sam? Well. Good. Thank you. Uh, so we are into double figures. We're now officially proper into this podcasting business. We've been Pros. turned into YouTubers. We're on Spotify, Google, and Apple. Our life, kind of is, life has changed a lot since. <laughs> We're just talking about being pros, and Chris was not talking anywhere near his microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I was How are you dealing with the fame, boys? How am I dealing with the fame? Um, the best thing so far has been that some people recognised me and Tom on a, on a video. Yeah, uh, that's true. As being the oh, people yeah. from the Almighty Pod. That's true. Crazy. And, and then that was at Cliff Festival when you were Cliff live streaming worship. It's true. Somebody then, called Nathan. Nathan, yeah. if you're listening. And then there was a conversation underneath of people talking about the Almighty Pod. It was, it was how much very, surreal. And very surreal. How, how many years have you been leading worship for, Sam? Not at Cliff, just in general. Uh, since I was like 15, so 12 years. There you go. So you've been doing that for 12 years. <laughs> now you're leading worship and getting recognised for being on the podcast. <laughs> After 10 episodes. <laughs> After 10 weeks. It's amazing. Wow. Crazy. Yeah, how have your boys' weeks been so far? It's been good. Okay. It's been I'm good. I mean, I'm dying of hay fever. Oh, yeah. The weather's that, the weather's turned, and so okay. Sam's nose. Yeah. I did. I was in the office the other day at Swan Bank trying to find a key, and as I was looking for a key, Sam, I saw on your desk you've got like it must be thousands of hay fever tablets. Yeah, ridiculous. Locked away. Crazy. Well, is it really that bad? As well. I mean, it, sneezing is like painful. There's, there's, the, the sneezes are so violent that it feels like my nose is going <laughs> to come off my face. And this is a bad time to be sneezing and coughing as well, isn't it? Bad Especially time. when you're outside the house. I was sneezing in Morrison's this morning and I got some very dirty looks off people. You just need a sign on your head saying, don't worry, it's just yeah. hay fever. Not corona, hay fever. As we mentioned earlier, those videos um, that we filmed last week uh, were featured on Cliff Fest uh, Festival at Home last week. And so they're all up on YouTube now. We did put some links out to them. Uh, over the past few days but you can head over to youtube and check those out uh, we had a good time filming those putting them together boys do you want to say anything about the videos i, I do I, I miss it i want to do another one yeah, i'm very proud of my achievements in the all sports golf battle you were impressed I myself very proud though it was your um, shuttlecock skills my shuttlecock skills they were the ones i, quite, I couldn't believe that they went straight on one hit and you're done one hit one me and tom no experience fi- we, with the shuttlecock. No, we couldn't finish it properly, so it was a bit of a nightmare. <laughs> but I do think we should do another one. I do think we should do another one. What, what I do you really enjoyed the, the videos, one? but we just need another well, event to do I, it for. Well, I've bought a stunt kite this week, Tom. Like a big one. It was bigger than I thought it was. No one's going to want to watch you <laughs> stunt kiting around. <laughs> well, no, no. So my, th- my thought was, you guys could be on a field, and I just have to try and hit you with my kite. When do you reckon, like, foot golf will be open again? Ooh... Yeah, because yeah, that, that's really good for social distancing. Perfect. Because yeah, you stay far away. You have yeah, one yeah. ball. You only ever touch your ball. Yeah. yeah. You bring your own ball. Bring your own ball. Perfect. New meaning to BYOB. And we could, we could, we can do it all the time. Maybe we could turn Tom's garden into a foot golf. Tom's garden. Tom, as all Tom has done during lockdown is his garden. It's now, to be fair, it was a bit derelict and rough. Now it's like something that Alan Titchmarsh has done, to be fair to you, Tom. Well, the middle really. it's more rough than when we started. But. Well, no, the back's okay. The back's, the back's okay. Right. It's like the opposite to when you had your hair cut. Like the back's <laughs> all right, but the front's <laughs> terrible. So I think that we could go into Tom's garden, play a bit of foot golf, smash up all his plants and his trees. That, um, and the greenhouse. And the greenhouse. <laughs> we, me and Sam think we should get rid of the greenhouse for you. so we can I had a bit you. of a disaster in the greenhouse this week. 
Oh no! Oh no! I had a, on Wednesday. I had a really bad day. Um, <laughs> I was not happy. I went from being fine to like didn't want to speak to anybody. Just sat by myself in the lounge. Sulking. I, uh, so we've been doing jobs all day, and Tam was like, "Right, the next thing we need to do is just touch up the paint where it's like there's little scuffs all around the house. So we're going to get all the paint from the greenhouse, and uh, we'll sort it out." So I went to got some of the smaller things of paint, put it all in the house. And then the last one was, you know, the massive 10 litre buckets of paint. I went and got the white oh, The big paint. one. Yeah, yeah, always the big one when this goes wrong, right? <laughs> it was on a shelf and I lifted it and for some reason the handle just slipped out of my hand. <laughs> so it hit the floor, right, of the greenhouse. At least like four foot and nothing happened. I was like, oh, it's fine. Picked up the handle and the entire base of the, t- <laughs> the tin stayed on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> and the 10 litres of this white paint just went Ooh, oh, oh no how did you get it off the floor well a lot of uh, kitchen roll and a jet wash oh my god but now I, we basically had to spread it so the whole floor of the greenhouse is a bit lighter than it was the day I'd, have, I'd have just I'd have just gone I'd have left I have a similar wife, experience with help. white paint but not on a greenhouse or outside but in the back seat of my car oh, I've heard about this <laughs> so we would we would for for some reason, there was a tub of white paint on the back seat of my car. At one point, there was somebody else in the back seat of the car who was holding it. That person got out of the car. We didn't think to move the tub of back of, <laughs> of white paint when they got out of the car. So we turned around the first corner, oh, no. and it just went all oh, over uh, the back seats of our car. <laughs> it was nine o'clock at night. It was dark. Oh, no. oh what did you do? As you, you know, out? our house is not very close to where the car is parked, so. Oh. There is still remnants of the white paint on the pavement at the bottom of the road <laughs> and in the back seat of our car a year later. <clears throat> Alicia told me the story and she said the strangest part about it was that when it fell over, you tried to like rectify it without noticing for a, a decent chunk of time. I just tried to hold it back <laughs> up. I was just trying to hold the pot the pot up, I think. said you were driving with one hand behind and she was like, <laughs> what, what on earth are you doing? And she turned around and the, saw this, the car was now white <laughs> and your hand was covered in paint. And Oh dear. I can top that actually. I had another accident with a big thing of paint. So at the end of my last year at uni, I had to basically repaint a lot of the house where we were because we played darts. So the wall was covered <laughs> in holes because <laughs> we weren't very good at darts. And so my two housemates, Ian and John, they left a few days earlier. So it was just me in the house. I walked to B&M, bought this massive thing of Magnolia paint and did it all. And then my dad came to pick me up. So we spent hours packing the car and we ended up, my dad was dead angry because he had to bin loads of stuff because there was that much crap to pack back into the car to take home. Last thing was, I went to get the keys, pick this tub of paint up just to put it in the bin, walked down the stairs, locked it up for the very last time. And then <laughs> as I got to the step to leave the house, the metal handle snapped off this massive tub of magnolia paint <laughs> and all over the floor. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, we'd just thrown everything away that we'd cleaned up with. So we ended up using like lampstands and clothes and all sorts. Lampstands? <laughs> it is like one of the worst units of my life. How do you clean up paint with a lampstand? I don't know. Did you crash? Like, oh, I, I was close. I think my dad did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Simon. My dad's always said, because obviously I'm not married yet, guys, but Sam and Tom are. My dad's always said, don't do any DIY with Beth until you've married her, mm-hmm. in case she realizes you're crap and don't want marry you anymore. So that's why I've got no paint stories, boys. It's hard work. So speaking of DIY skills, um, on Wednesday, Tom, I think it must have corresponded with when you just ruined the greenhouse. I text all of your partners 
and asked him a very simple question. If you had to leave your husband for one Marvel character, who would it be? Now, Tom, um, Tamsin was very instant with her answer, so I think she was already considering leaving you for someone she's, anyway. She's been thinking about this. <laughs> <laughs> Just any of them. She'd take any of them at that point. <laughs> Groot. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Sam, Alicia spent a little bit more time. Yeah. Um, so, and I also asked Beth as well. Um, so, I'll give you an opportunity to guess who, which Marvel character they would leave you for. So, Tom, which I'm Marvel go character? Straight in there with Captain America. Oh, yeah, she said Captain America. Straight. Yeah. I'd I'd leave myself for Captain America. <laughs> Sam, uh, what's Chris Pratt's character called? Star, Star Lord. I go in. It was Chris Pratt. Star Lord. Oh wow. No way. Now, here's the challenge. You can't try. And... <laughs> I, I, I was a little bit sad when Beth gave me this answer. <laughs> You've got to try and guess now who Beth said she would leave me for. <laughs> so, I'll give you a guess each. I said, don't think any of you'll get it. Tom, is, it, is it one single person or? Yeah, it's one. As, of, as opposed to who? Oh, she might have said any of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's one single person. So, Tom, you go. Okay, uh, I'm gonna say. Uh, Thor Sam well it depends doesn't it because if you want similar to you then you could go fat Thor that would be <laughs> oh, I was trying to cover my bases <laughs> yeah. be polite uh, I don't know Iron Man she said I, I was so upset Ant-Man <laughs> what Ant-Man of well, all the superheroes is it because yeah. she's been watching so much Friends and she know. might have been big fan Ant-Man. of Paul Rudd yeah. did she give a reason for it no it could be because he goes from very small to very big very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. She said she's always... Who's the actor? Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. She said she's always had a bit of a crush on Paul Rudd. I, oh. I don't know. I don't see it. He's a bit of a loser. Okay, Chris, so seeing as our best confessed who she's going to leave you for, have you had any confessions in this week for name or shame poo stories? Um... We have had a confession this week. Um, now, folks, every week on our show, as you know by now, um, we have a confession story, um, and we do a name or shame, and the people can either choose to put their name to their story or live in shame for the rest of their lives, not declaring themselves. So we have one today. Now, I'm not, I won't tell you if it's name or shame. Okay. I'll save that for the end, as we always do. So here we go. This is our confession for this week. So, about six years ago... I was booked to play at the Secret Garden Party Festival oh. in Huntingdon. Wow. So that's good. Good Secret Garden Party Festival. Big have festival. You, have you been? Never been. Um, I wasn't letting on the secret. Um, although it's not much of a secret because it's quite famous. Um, it was a mental experience. Non-stop music from 10am till 4am every day for four whole days. 26,000 people camping and a lot of bad food and hard drinks. 26,000 people is a lot for something that's a secret. Never mind. Um... By the third night, my phone was close to dead, so I didn't want to use the torch on the phone so I could reserve what little battery I had left. But I needed the loo. I sort of knew the way by this point, but it was very dark, so I felt my way through the darkness and the crowd of bleary-eyed people to the closest portal loo. Now let's pause for a second. Have any of you ever been to a festival before? Not a proper one. one. Not a proper one, no. Oh, right. I've been to a festival. Now, it br- I used to have a phobia. I used to have a fear, boys. And the fear was I could never go to the toilet unless it was either in my own home mm-hmm. or somewhere where I was staying at the time. Right. Understand? Okay. So I never went to the toilet at school. Um, 
I only ever went, I'd save it for when I got home. So I went to V Festival when I was about 16, 17, I can't remember. And I didn't go to the toilet for the whole time. I went to the toilet on Friday morning. Tom, this will be horrifying for you. We went to the toilet on Friday morning and didn't go to the toilet again until Monday morning Crazy when I got that. home. So it was, it, was bit, it was a bit nasty. I remember walking back. From, I got dropped off at Jack's house. lived about three streets away. <laughs> I remember walking back and it was touching cloth. <laughs> <laughs> I was having to hobble down the I main that's road. What, that's what puts me off a festival is the thought of having to use those toilets a lot. So I used to have this phobia. So Vifa, I didn't go to the toilet. I was I, I was hopping back to my house, and when I say double flush, it was more like a quadruple flush. <laughs> it was it was horrendous. Wowzers. Anyway, so Leeds Festival the following year, I defeated my fear. I was I was on the toilet three times a day. It was the dream. <laughs> so music festival toilets are a rough place. So let's get back to the story. I opened the door, sat down. This it's horrendous. It's a horrible story. I opened the door, sat down, and felt the most horrible squelch. Oh no, no! <laughs> I ju- <laughs> I jumped up, turned on my phone light, and I realised I had sat on what I can only describe as a mountain of poo. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> that was literally coming up through the toilet hole. Oh. Let's pause there. So festivals, if, if this is three days in. Now, usually, if they're good festivals, they'll get big things to come and they'll suck all everything that's out out the toilet. So it's always clean. But sometimes, if it gets overflown, at Leeds Festival, they used to put a car, they used to put like a wooden box on top of the toilet so you wouldn't touch it and just make it higher. Obviously, they haven't done it here. So Tom, that is great. terrible. How I'll does it give... get over the toilet, though? Someone must have to, like, stand up above it. I don't know. So, Tom, I imagine you... Yeah. I think this will be your worst nightmare. You wouldn't be able to go to a festival, would you? Yeah, you're not really selling it to me. I'd have to do the no. glamping thing. The glamping. <laughs> At V Festival, I did, actually, I did go to the toilet at V. I did, I did pay for a, a posh poo. You paid for a poo? Yeah, £10. No. £10 in the toilet? <laughs> Mate. Well, they were like like really nice, cleaned all the time, but they were like a tenner. You don't say for a tenner, just one use? Yeah. Wow. What? what? £10? What sort of, I was desperate. What sort of toilet paper are you talking in a like £10 toilet? toilet roll. And like you had space, it was light and airy. They give you some reading material while you were there? Right? <laughs> I wasn't touching anything that was in there. <laughs> but it was nice. It, was, it, was, it wasn't worth a tenner. £10, I'd have paid a five if I had to go again. Crazy. So let's go back to the story. I jumped up, turned on my phone light, and realised I had sat on what I can only describe as a mountain of poo that was coming up through the hole. It was early hours in the morning. I couldn't access the showers available. I tried to find help, but there was no one. I was on my own, cold and violated. There was no toilet paper. I had no toilet paper. So I had to go back to my tent for the rest of the night, sleeping in the stench of someone else's releases. It was the worst night of my entire lives. Someone else's releases. Yeah. Wow. That is terrible. Horrendous. That's, Special that's story. a horrendous story. Um, this person has asked if they can remain nameless so they will forever live in shame. I mean, we could play a guessing game, but I feel like that's harsh when they've requested it. Mm. We know yeah. they're a musician. They're, they're a musician. They've probably got a sad look on their face. Yeah, they're sad. <laughs> uh, I, I wonder if they've told whoever, Tall. if they live with someone, I wonder if they've told them. Maybe. Who knows? So they're going to live in shame for the rest of their lives. They that had an might opportunity. be the worst poo story we've had so far. Yeah. <laughs> it's just bad. Imagine doing it. It's not even that they went in and... I mean, it'd be bad enough if they just saw the mound of poo. 
but sitting on it and not realising. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> oh, me- memory foam <laughs> toilet seat. Oh, no, we need to move on. We need to move on. It's horrendous. Sorry, folks, um, for scarring you. Festivals aren't all that bad. Just make sure you've got a torch. <laughs> or thank thank the Lord for um, wireless battery packs. Thank the Lord. Okay. Thank the Lord. Chris, give us some more, um, well, less poo-related news of what's going on this week. I will do. Big news, big news. Ding, ding, ding. The Premier League is back. Ding, it, ding, ding. Diddly, ding, diddly, dong. Prem's <laughs> <laughs> back. No, the Prem is back, boys. I'm so excited. It's exciting. And to go alongside this, we're now we're now allowed to sit in gardens together. Oh, yes. So me and Sam have decided that we're going to get a screen, a projector, and we're going to project live football, Tom, onto the oh. side of his house. And I'll he can sit in the garden. Time. Very excited. And it's not just like... Premier League weekends. They've got 92 games to get through. Games. We're going to have Plus to evaluate. the championship. I mean, we did the first podcast episode together, and then ever since we've been doing it over Skype, we must be close now to being able to do it together somewhere. Well, maybe. We could probably do it outside now, but in the garden. we've still got to sit apart, and if it's windy, we're in trouble. Yeah, true. And the, the neighbours will probably think it's the weirdest <laughs> half an hour of their lives. 100%. 100%. So, the Premier's back. So the world is slowly, slowly getting back to normal. Um, however, this week, there's been a scam, Tom. What's that guy that does the money advice? You like that guy? Martin, Martin Lewis. Martin Lewis. <laughs> yes, Martin Lewis. Watch out um, for this scam. <laughs> that's not Martin Lewis. <laughs> I know. That's, just, <laughs> that's don't get done that's with Dom. <laughs> Dom Littlewood. What a guy. <laughs> Dom Littlewood. <laughs> don't get done with Dom. No, it's don't get done. Get Dom, isn't it? Yeah. Do you get done with Dom? What have you been watching? <laughs> no, it's don't get dumb. Get dumb. Right. Day- I don't think that's right. No, it is. It's, it's <laughs> All daytime of these TV gold. gold. It's daytime TV gold. Anyway, someone has been Google selling this. someone has been selling five G USB drives mm. which block the magnetoelectric fog around your house. <laughs> for three hundred pounds, what and people have been buying them? Three hundred pounds. Yeah, and someone's bought one, then they've opened it up, seen what it is, and it's just a standard five pound USB with a piece of glass stuck to the end of it to make it look like it's going to stop five G. So they're going to get banned. Imagine paying three hundred pounds nice. to have worse signal at your house. Although, if you if you're going to buy one of them, then you deserve to lose three hundred pound. Yeah, you're a fool. Absolute ridiculous. You are a fool so, and a waste of time. <laughs> I, I, Joe isn't a fool. Me. BBC iPlayer. Don't get done. Get Dom. Yeah, not with Dom. No, not with Dom. It's get Dom. <laughs> I said that in the end. Dominic Littlewood comes to the aid of ordinary people who are having a consumer nightmare. <laughs> wow. Dominic Littlewood. Is he the, the bald guy? The bald yeah, little guy. guy. Cause he's the little bald guy. What's the guy from Dick and Dom? What's he called? Dominic Wood. Dominic Wood. That's yeah. close. It's close. Little Wood. Little Do- Wood. This Dom's littler than the other one. So, <laughs> what, what else is going on in the news? Um, a teacher has found um, a Harry Potter book in a skip. It turned out to be a first edition Harry Potter book, wow. which is saved, and it's expected to get £18,000 at auction. On no the very grand. first edition, eighteen grand. For a in the, it's, yeah, it's for the very first edition, only 500 were made. So... 18 grand. Very special. Um, another good story. Um, Jenny Stejner um, is a 103-year-old great-great-grandmother in Massachusetts in America. 
She celebrated defeating the coronavirus in the best way possible this week by knocking back a cold one. Wowzers. So the nursing home has said. So the nursing home, when she beat COVID-19, gave her a bottle of Bud Light to celebrate, <laughs> which is cute. Which means that her two grand... Are you ready for this? It means her two children, her three grandchildren, her four great-grandchildren, and her three great-great-grandchildren still get to spend time with their nan. How lovely. Ah, uh, that's nice. How wonderful. Also, news for you all to um, to invest in when you get home. There's a new documentary on Sky or Now TV called McMillions that me and Sam started to watch last night. Sam, do you want to tell everyone what it's about? So, it's basically about uh, this group of people who scam the McDonald's Monopoly game. It's an amazing story. Oh, wow. Crazy. I am I mean, I watched three episodes yesterday. You watched three in the end? I know. I was oh up till gosh. about one o'clock. I need to catch up. This it happened like in 2000. I love. I flipping yeah, love yeah. Monopoly. It happened in 2001. And the oh, reason we don't know about it really is because it was at the same time as 9-11. Was that even... So, when did Monopoly start? Was it around in 2001? In America, it was. In America for years. It started in yeah. the 80s in America. Oh, wow. Yeah, they had a Scrabble version everything. Yeah. He wants to be a, be a millionaire. That was the yeah. sting operation, wasn't it? Yeah. It was good, Tom. It was amazing. I'll so it's about this. It's basically about someone who's got deep links into McDonald's that was um, getting instant win £1 million. And the FBI realised three people connected to the same family had won it. And they worked out the chances of that happening, which were like more chances of being struck by lightning. billion or something yeah, like that. Crazy. crazy. So that is good. That With is good. Worth a watch. But to finish the news this week, something not related to COVID is in the tragic story of George Floyd, who's a 46-year-old black man from America who was killed after a police officer knelt on his neck until he died, which was about nine minutes in total. There's videos all around social media. Um, I've seen short clips of the video. Um, it's obviously not a nice video. And despite the cries from George asking the police officer to get off his neck, um, the police officer stayed kneeling on his neck, which as a result he's died, which has sparked loads and loads of protests all over America, mm-hmm. which have been getting worse and worse and worse. Those protests are now quite violent. There's a lot of looting going on. Um, and it's not a great place to be at the moment in certain parts of America. Um, and obviously this is an issue that's been going on for years and years and something that doesn't seem to go away no matter what happens. It's got us thinking a bit about um, what uh, our role as Christians and what the role of the church is in um, speaking into uh, injustice and what we should do when we see injustice happen. Um, so on um, on Sunday, the church all around the world will celebrate Pentecost which is um, what we recognise as the birthday of the church when the um, Jesus sends the Holy Spirit and it empowers the disciples to um, to speak and all, all these people become become followers of Jesus and that's the sort of beginning of of the church um, and the thing that has has stuck um, from the early church all the way through to today outside of all of our traditions and all of our practices is um, the fact that the the example we follow is that of Jesus um, and what we see. In, in the life of Jesus is somebody who treats everybody with um, dignity, who gives um, worth and value to people that the rest of society had shunned because they were um, seen as foreigners or outcasts or or people with diseases or whatever. Jesus gave those people dignity and a sense of worth. And so for us as followers of Jesus, um, there's a real need for us to keep sticking with that example of Jesus and treating everyone with that sense of dignity and that sense of worth. And when we see um, people or 
um, structures or systems in our world that that don't treat people with that sense of dignity and worth, don't treat treat people as though they have been created in God's image, which we believe that everybody has been created in God's image, um, then the church and us as Christians um, uh, need, to, need to speak up and need to speak out into those situations. Um, so my question for you guys is, when we're faced with situations like this, what is it that the church, what is it that us as Christians should be doing to try and tackle these injustices? I think the really important thing is to lead by example. There's so many times, which really upsets me, we see kind of the world leading kind of the church on issues which sure the church would be leading the world on. And I think Jesus led by example in so many ways. His whole remit was to kind of liberate people who had been cast out of society and that kind of stuff so i think for us as christians it's important that we're giving a voice to the people who haven't got one the people who need liberating and if we're not doing that then i then i don't see how we can be kind of um at the forefront of what society is about which i believe we really should be and also it's it's important that we don't just see this as something for certain people or certain christians that feel called to it like yeah social justice is something that if you are a christian you are called to do um and I know I lived with, I've mentioned him already, but John, who was at university with, he was part of something called Just Love, where they tried to get students thinking about what's it look like to live for Jesus in a way that is following social justice. So what does that look like for the way that you're spending your money or where you're shopping? And all of these things that you don't really think about, um, they all have massive impacts on other people further down the line. And actually, how do we represent Jesus, not just face-to-face with people, but um, when injustice is faced maybe through shopping or through where you're buying your clothes from and that kind of thing. It's quite a sobering thought, but I think we all have a part to play in the injustice that we see around the world in exactly the ways that you've said, like in the way we spend our money and where we um, buy our clothes from. A lot of that is out of convenience. We do it because it's convenient and we don't necessarily think Mm -hmm. about it. Like I'm just as guilty of this as... As anyone, really, we don't necessarily think about the impact that's going to have further down the line. Um, and we're talking about this this one particular incident, um, but this incident represents a whole bigger issue that's going on in society around, um, well, there's racism and prejudice um, and just seeing people as um, of less value than yourself. And I think if we were to really think about it, we could... We would none of us would call ourselves racists, but we could probably point to examples where we've looked at somebody or spoken about somebody in a way that is that would come across as we see them as of less value than mm-hmm. than ourselves. And right at the heart of the Christian faith is putting other people before you and empowering yeah. others and encouraging others. And that's that's what Jesus said. He was more worthy than everybody else, and he came to serve. So, how much more should we be? putting other people before ourselves and seeing that. And I think it's about helping kind of the world to understand that there is a problem. And I think you look at at coronavirus in the UK, for example, there's a reason that ethnic minority communities are suffering more than your standard middle-class white folk because there are inequalities in society that need dealing with and the church should be the forefront of that and the church should be challenging people who need challenging and the church should be, and us as Christians, we should be moving to help those people who are in that kind of um, who, who are stuck in poverty and because of that their lives are not what it should be and jesus 
spent the majority of his time going around finding those kind of folk who needed that. And the amount of times that people questioned him for doing so, the amount of times people questioned him for hanging out with, with the lepers, with the with the prostitutes. But actually, Jesus knew that they were the people that needed him, and they were the people that they needed to reach out to. And as Christians, it's our it's it's up to us to um, to lead by example and go and, and change that. And prayer is a really important part of of that praying for. Um, those places where injustice and prejudice are really prevalent um, but that that prayer is um, fine in itself but is so much more effective when it's followed up by action and so if you are somebody who's who feels really um, angry by this sort of situation then uh, take some action write to an MP or, or or use your social media influence to um, to push the agenda of, of justice um, and if you're not somebody who necessarily feels angry about it, then um, try and get a bit angry about it because it's something that we should all be um, like impacted by, I think, because um, these are just people, individuals with families and parents, and um, sometimes that can get lost in um, everything else. What, what has been interesting, there's been a different angle that's come across on social media this week where there's been a, a young basketball player, which is how I saw it, um, tweeted out saying, as much as you pray for George's family, you've got to also pray for the police officers who were involved in this evil. As hard as it is, pray for them instead of hate them. Pray that God changes their hearts. Um, and this got passed all around Twitter and it's really kind of split the internet over. You've got half the people saying, yeah, amazing, we should be praying for these people. And, you know, even the people that did the evil to George that, you know, they still need, they still need to be treated as people and that we still need to pray for them. Um, and then you've got other people saying, no, you know, what they did was terrible and we shouldn't be thinking about them or praying for them or anything like that. Um, I don't know what you boys thought about the tweet. I, mean, I think I think absolutely. I think if we want to see a change, then there's got to be a change from both sides. I saw an amazing bit thing on Twitter this week and it was RIP George Floyd. And underneath it said, rest in power, which was a really interesting take on the whole rest in peace, actually rest in power. And I think it's really important that um, the powers that be that we obviously vote for, that we elect, all that kind of stuff, actively work to make change. And I think you've got to see change on both sides. And prayer will be heavily involved in that. My prayer this week is that this will be the last story of um, an unarmed innocent man in America. And actually, it's not just an issue for America. It's an issue for all over the world. There was a video in, uh, that was going around a couple of weeks ago about a black man in the UK who was tasered next to his four-year-old, five-year-old son who was crying. And I think actually what we need to do is make sure that we're praying for a change. So this George Floyd will be the last time we have this conversation. Um, and that's what my prayer is, that this will be the last time we talk about this kind of incident. Yeah, and we, we see in the book of James in the Bible where James is writing and he says it's not good enough for these Christians to just hear what God's saying and like read the Bible and all that kind of stuff. But actually, you're called to act on it. And James later says that faith without works is dead. Um, and I think that's really interesting with this. And Sam, what you said that if we don't actually get angry about this, if this isn't something that bothers us at all, then I think we need to kind of evaluate where we're at and evaluate our hearts um, and actually try and point ourselves more towards Jesus. Because I think as we do that, we hope that our motives and our passions will become aligned with what he stands for. And then that will in turn encourage us and point us towards taking action against these kind of things. Uh, so as we begin to round up, um, Tom's already mentioned about Just Love. 
um, which is a great organisation working for um, social justice, particularly in the UK. If you want to find out more um, about what that could look like, how you could get involved, um, then there's a great website uh, called justloveuk.com where there's um, loads of information, loads of tips about how you can get involved and try and tackle some of the injustices that we see around us. Um, It's aimed at students, but even if you're not a student, then there's loads of stuff um, that'll be really helpful for you uh, in exploring this stuff some more. Great, thanks, Sam. Uh, I think that's about it for episode number ten this week, boys. Have you got anything else to say before we go? No, I think we're all good. Um, make sure you send any confessions in. Don't be like the person from today. Please put a name to it. Don't live in shame. What were the uh, results of the done or undone? Oh yeah, poll? the the, uh, the poll. Oh, yeah, let me find it. Last, it last week, last week, folks, we um, had a discussion about polo shirts and shirts yeah. and whether to have your top button done up or your top button undone. And we had a discussion. I said it should always be done. Um, Tom and Sam said it should always be undone. So we did a little poll. Uh, Tom is going to get us the results. Have yeah. you got the results, so, Tom? So on Twitter, we had an overwhelming response oh, um, no. for the two days that we put the poll out for. So with, out of the 12 votes, we had... <laughs> <laughs> one of which was me. Um, <laughs> the Duns had... That's you. Dunup had 33%. And oh. the Undones took the title with... Two thirds, sixty-six. That's a joke. That is. Get in. What a joke. We did tell you. It's all you. about undone. Undones. You, 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 you middle-aged men already. Nah. It's okay. We, we said as long as there's no sandals already. and belts, you're fine. Mate, at least our wives won't leave us for leave us for Ant Man. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. <laughs> all right, boys. Hey, good to speak to you. He's very powerful. He's very powerful. What were you saying then? I'm just saying Ant Man's very powerful. <laughs> <laughs> Ants are the most powerful creatures on earth. Did you know that? I think it's time to go. I didn't know that. I think it is time to go on that bombshell. Can we say on that (laughs) bombshell? Yeah, just give credit to someone else who says it. Uh, So yeah, if you do want to email us, you can email us at almightypodmail at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at almighty underscore pod and on Facebook at facebook.com slash almightypod. Boys, that's another episode done. I'll speak to you very soon. See you later. See you later, Tommy.